0: welcome. To oh, the... really? You're not even going to use the intro? Well, I was going to say welcome to the Breast Life Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it's uh,
1: Besties with the Breasties. We're, we're here. We're back. And now that we've done a whole dedicated episode on boobs, you yeah. can only use that intro. Hopefully, everyone listened to that episode last week.
0: Yeah, from now on. Now, anybody who's Starting the podcast today and didn't listen to previous episode is going to have no idea what we're talking about. So catch catch up. All right, besties with the resties. We're here.
1: We're here. We're here. And uh, I'm excited because we got a good. We're going to do an interview today later today, and uh, so you guys won't just get us all the time every time. Although, actually, we should ask people if they what they prefer.
0: I feel like we had asked at some point uh, and we determined that this isn't the guest life, it's the best life, but I feel like we're gonna maybe we just haven't had the best guests, and now we're gonna start having the best guests, so we're the best guest life and the besties with the breasties
1: yeah we're rebranding like we're Everything rebranding everything's coming together yeah. finally five years later. <laughs>
0: I know I just I just asked someone uh, to be on the podcast and I go, "Oh yeah, by the way, it's video." So, we're doing that now also. So, right. you know, we're getting Done. there. We're getting there. We are. Uh we got a DM on the Instagrams and she asked to remain anonymous, but this is I'm going to just read kind of the message and I'm I'm excited to talk about this because it's going to be definitely a discussion. Uh More than I have all the advice. And I feel like maybe, yeah. I mean, not that I always, I never really have all the advice. It's really a discussion anyway. We have have some advice crumbs. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, we do. So she said, I'm someone who's had a lot of struggles in life, which I know you have too. I've beat drug addiction, moved across the country, left a marriage that no longer served me, found fitness, went back to school to be a firefighter, and I've had that wonderful career for seven years. I've had a loving, supportive partner, and we have legit the most incredible life together. Mm. And now I have the feeling like, okay, when is something bad going to happen to me again? Mm. (laughs) My life is too good to be true. Like I keep waiting to have the struggle again. I still enjoy my life to the fullest and I try not not to dwell on it, but I feel like somehow I don't deserve how wonderful my life is. Mm. And then she said, I Googled it and it seems to be a pretty common feeling. That's why I suggest it to you ladies, which I definitely think it is. So I'm really glad you did suggest it. So thank you so much. So I I feel like this episode could be called Waiting for the Other Shoe to Drop, but this and I'm glad she said she Googled it. I did not. But I when I was reading it, I was like, literally, this is me. This was me like last year because I had so many back-to-back things happening. When it, when we got our dog, Beasley, she was so great. I was waiting for something bad to happen to her. And she was maybe, we'd had her for about four weeks and she was sleeping a ton. And suddenly I was like, she has Parvo. And I started crying <laughs> thinking, she's going to die. I couldn't figure it out. We had flown to Atlanta with her. And so, of course, like she was across country. She's probably extra tired. But the whole trip, I was freaking out thinking I got to get her to the vet immediately. And I was like, of course, this would happen to me. My mom just died. Everything happened. Of course, I'm going to get a puppy. And the best thing that happened and then the puppy dies. Mm. I was like, yes, of course. So I just (laughs) want to say, like, this is a very recent feeling for me. So I'm glad to talk about this because there are there actually are some things that I've actively been doing and just wanted to validate Mm -hmm. like this thing you know
1: do you I know you said that you had that come up for you last year um after having like you know obviously your mom passing away and like several things happening at once but do not do you feel – at least I sort of felt after divorce and infidelity almost like this to where – I know you've mentioned in the past where you were like, well, why even get my hopes up for anything mm. because life's going to smack you across the face at some point anyway, so nothing is certain. Maybe that's a little different than what we're talking about, but I feel like that's like a di- – it's kind of a different version of what we're talking about, which is – this is too good. I definitely also, I want to validate that I've had this experience and still do at times. Um, and do we think this comes down to a feeling of worthiness? You sort of said in the the message, like, you know, I don't feel like I deserve this success. And I guess I I go to, like, I don't, does anyone deserve success? Like, I don't know that it's, just, it's like a deserving feeling, to be honest. I don't know that, like, I, but I don't know it's not deserving. I think it's just, mm-hmm. it is. And so I actually don't necessarily think, and I guess my my larger question to her and both to us as well is, is there a problem with seeing the world this way? Is it, because she even said like, I still like live my life to the fullest. I still have the best relationship. So, uh, so my whole thing is like, is there an actual problem here?
0: Because it, yeah. it sounds like
1: it's like, it's just like on her mind, but it's actually not affecting her personal life. And I think this is where I've sort of gotten is, I go and I've definitely been super guilty of this in, you know, the last since the divorce of is it even possible to be with someone forever and have mm-hmm. a great relationship forever? Is it even is it in the cards for me? Is that something that I can even have? Um and I think and I, this might be dysfunctional as well, but I think I I've sort of gotten to the point where I think it could go either way. Like I'm kind of like I think and, and again you and i've talked about this a lot and you're like that could be a, a defense mechanism but <laughs> and it, it, it might be but i i guess i'm just asking what the like moment to moment day-to-day problem is if you are still Like being vulnerable in a relationship, you're still like, you're not holding back. There's not like a wall there. You're still available for emotional intimacy. You're still, um, you know, you still trust the person. You still treat them like you trust them or, or you, you know, because at the end of the day, I think like the sort of, in my estimation, the sort of punchline is, you can only take what's happening at face value you can only mm-hmm. take what you really you know what your husband says that he loves you and wants to be with you and it's great and you kind of have to just trust that he means that what he says you know and you have to kind of trust the good things that are happening in your life I don't know that we have to put meaning on it either way. I don't need it has to be like, oh, this is the most amazing thing. And I deserve happiness. But I also think we don't have to put this like, wow, this is too good. At some point, this is going to go away. I don't think either one of those are really necessary, to be honest. I think yeah. you could just decide that this is your life.
0: Yeah. Well, <laughs> one of the thoughts was, <laughs> and this maybe is uh, maybe a defense mechanism, but also just real life is bad things are going to happen. Like, they just are. Somebody will die. Somebody will get sick. Something bad can end likely will happen. Like if you live a life and you end up being 60, 70, 80 years old, you're going to have some bad things happen. So, I guess to your point, like what's your day to day if you're dwelling on it? That's not really helpful. You just live as you live and then you you have to when those things happen, you you use the skills of resili- resiliency that you have, you use the skills of coping that you have, you use your connections, you use your relationships and and deal with it then but preempting it or waiting and just like what's it gonna be (laughs) waiting for the shoe to drop i don't think is a helpful use of time although it doesn't sound like that's what she's doing it does sound like she's using her time and she's just bringing up a really great topic to talk about Mm -hmm. i think the problem lies in if you are getting to the place where you are just waiting like i was that you know that time of year where i was just like literally making something that wasn't true in my brain already a disaster i'm like my dog's dying and later on that night, she was playing. I was like, oh, she was just You're tired. projecting, you're <laughs> yes. projecting, right?
1: You were like, oh, the lens in which I see the, the mm-hmm. world mm-hmm. is bad things always happen to me, something, and then we sort of fabricate something that's actually yes. not a problem.
0: Yeah, almost like the, um, what is that word? Self-fulfilling, self-fulfilling prophecy. Yeah, self-fulfilling prophecy. So I think the problem lies in, is if we are literally on a day-to-day basis, just waiting, looking, being hyper-vigil hyper-vigilant in a relationship you know if like you and i came out of infidelity if we're in our new relationship and we're just reading their dms looking for something waiting for them to like i don't know look at another girl sideways and then decide that we make something about that that they're flirting or they're not in love with us so i don't think there's a problem in enjoying your life thinking everything's great and kind of in the back of your mind going ah, something this isn't going to be great forever because. Just the reality of life is things aren't always going to be great forever. But it also doesn't mean that things are going to be terrible and fall apart and you're going to lose everything. So we have to like look in the gray area and not think that you can have it all and then you're going to lose it all. That's that's mm. how we can get into trouble. And I've definitely been guilty of that too when it comes to money. Um, I went through a bankruptcy and I lost my home with my ex-husband. And there's been times where I go, oh, I don't even want to buy a house or buy something that I can lose again because... That's just going to suck to have to start over. So why even bother? And that's another, I think, defense mechanism, but also some place where it can get us into trouble to where we just go, I'm not even going to bother. I'm not even going to try to get in a relationship again because look what happened to my last one. I'm not even going to get another dog because my last dog died. I'm not Mm. even going to like try to get a promotion because I was denied this promotion. So we have to really be careful that we don't doom and gloom our entire lives because something bad, quote, might happen or we might not get what we want. There's going to be things that bad things that do happen. There's going to be times we don't get what we want. We just have to accept that. Like that's just reality. Things will happen. Things can't be good forever. That's just the truth. Would love that to be the case. And I I fell into this trap where uh growing up I had a lot of hard things happen and I don't know why I thought that I had it figured out and nothing bad would ever happen again. And my divorce and going through that end of my marriage was a shock to me I don't know why in my brain I thought I got through all the hard I got through a lot of hard things so that's the end and she made a good point of she was a drug addict and got through it like those are really really hard things so when you get through something so hard you're just thinking maybe that's nothing's ever going to be harder things can be harder but they or they could just be hard different you know like my mom's death was a different kind of hard than my marriage ending which was a different kind of hard than placing my daughter for adoption which was a different kind of hard than like not getting picked on a cheerleading team it's just there's a lot of hard things in life they're all different but they don't have to be devastating to you Mm. That
1: is so good when you said like it doesn't have to be these extremes and I can understand why you feel like life is only extremes when you've only experienced massive traumas and like massive um, th- like massive things you have to overcome. And what she described with everything that she's been through and everything that you've talked a lot about, about what you've been through and diff- different things in your life, I do feel like that's not common. You know, I feel like in, in you, anytime someone finds out about your story, what do they always say? Oh my God, you have to write a book, right? You need to write a book. You have to write a book of your life. And so I think what she's talking about, and this is definitely understandable given the fact that she's overcome like a lot of really hard things that actually a lot of people don't go through. And so you might almost have a little bit of a, like a, uh, what's the, it's not like a trauma response, but a little bit of like, because things have been so hard, you know, that's maybe the, um the nervous system response that you Mm -hmm. might have, right? And so I think for, and I love that you said you have to like live in the gray because I do believe in your, even if you have an amazing relationship right now, we all know that long-term relationships go up and down always, no matter how much you love each other, no no matter how good it is at the beginning and how good it can eventually be and the potential for the relationship, there's always going to be times where life gets hectic, lots of things are happening, people are stressed, people are growing in different directions, people are growing faster or slower than the other. Partner, and so I agree with you. I think the the question actually to be asking instead of one is the other shoe going to drop is if something inevitably, when and if something inevitably happens, do I trust myself mm-hmm. to handle it? You know, we talk about self trust so much in this podcast, and that's really and the second you actually read this out to me before we started recording, that was the first thing that popped in my mind, which is. You don't have to be hyper vigilant, and you don't have to be waiting for their shoe to drop if you trust yourself to handle any outcome. And gosh, I don't believe that anything could happen that's worse than she's already had. I mean, it might, like to your point, but really I look at it like, if something bad does eventually happen, gosh, you're so well-equipped in a way, you know? And I know we kind of laugh sometimes about like, I'm done being resilient. You've seen those memes that are like, I just want to not have to be resilient when someone's like, you're so resilient. And like, I know you've gotten that quite a bit. Wow, you've just, and you know, you always talk about starting over and how to um, how to move through things and whatever. And at some point you're like, I'm good here. I got the I got this tool set. Like, I'm, I got the skill set. I'm good. I <laughs> need more stuff to test me. So I think the question is not, you know, when's it happening? I think when and if it does happen, do I trust myself to handle it? And the answer is yes, based on your history. You know what I mean? Like at the end of the day, you have a show of evidence, actually, that no matter what happens, whether it's the hardest thing you've ever endured, that you can get through it. And, you know, Byron Katie actually says that she was just like, you've, you've lit, there's nothing you can't survive. And I know people get like really stressed about that, obviously, because suicide is a massive issue in this country, but she's always like, there's nothing that you can't survive. And if you think about it from that perspective, it's like, will things be hard? Absolutely. Will things be devastating? Absolutely. Will things feel very unfair? Absolutely. But you can survive it. And I think that's the deep knowing that you have to have about yourself. And if there's anyone who can have that knowing, it's someone like this, who has actually a show of evidence that they were able to have the tools to work through some of the hardest things that a lot of people don't have, you know, don't have the quote unquote practice in. And so I think the question more so is just, do I trust myself to figure it out to handle whatever the next hard thing is and I don't think it's but I agree with you I think the self-fulfilling prophecy stuff and this is a a whole separate maybe tangent on do we manifest these things Mm -hmm. you know I think we did uh we did do an episode on this of like do we bring things on ourselves and I don't think that we necessarily do it's not like fucking magic but there there is an energetic frequency to this sort of catastrophe mentality of like Mm -hmm. You know, and it's not that it's, it's not like you can manifest something specifically. You're like, oh, I'm so scared. My husband's going to cheat on me. He's definitely going to cheat on me. Like, I don't think that's really how it works. I think a lot of manifestation coaches will be like, don't even have a negative thought in your mind or else poof, it's going to happen. And It's just like, does it, it doesn't really happen like that. But, you know, there is a certain um, confidence that you have to have in your situation. And the situation sounds like it's fucking solid. So just believe that and live that reality and enjoy it and I know it's a lot easier said than done it sounds like she's doing her best but I do think at the end of the day this probably isn't an issue like really if you look at it from like a day-to-day
0: moment-to-moment perspective there's probably no issue here Well, I love that you said the, like, to not be hypervigilant. And I was digging through my phone trying to find this quote. I saw it the other day. I couldn't remember. But it was Alex Hermosi, and I posted it in my story, actually. He said, the worst things that have ever happened in my life weren't the things I worried about, but the things I never saw coming. Mm. Made me wonder why I never bothered, why I bothered worrying to begin with. And I thought about that. For me, I shared it because I go, that's so true. I didn't see the affair coming, I didn't see this uh, adoption coming, I didn't see my mom dying coming. So to be hypervigilant about what might happen or looking at your partner for an affair when that might be, not that's probably not going to be the thing that knocks you off your feet or that that's going to knock you over. So to be hypervigilant and to be worried is really a waste of time because I, I don't know, for me that really... Mm. resonated that the things that really knocked me off your feet like were the things I didn't see coming so why was I worried to begin with you're over here worried about one thing and over here is what like is probably gonna happen yeah so I don't think we can I life is so unexpected I don't think we can plan for all the quote bad things or even the good things there's been some amazing things that have happened in my life that have been such Cool surprises. I've seen amazing things happen in people's lives. Like, we stayed at an Airbnb during the pandemic where this family won $500,000 on Ellen, and they never expected something like that to happen. So, there's exciting things that can happen that are positive. So, I would rather lean towards if I'm waiting for the shoe to drop, like, what kind of cool surprise is going to be coming? Like my way, maybe like just being expectant for good things and more good things instead of being expectant for shitty things and bad things. And then to your point of having the self trust of when the bad things happen, when the challenges come up, I don't even want to call them bad things because I feel like that's kind of labeling, but when life hands you some challenges and things to work through digging back into your tool belt and using the skills that you used in the past to get through hard things to help you get through them again and just going I'll make it through, I know I will. Things are temporary. This will pass and you'll make it through however you need to. But back to like this, it's probably not even going to th- the thing that you're thinking it's going to be
1: hmm No, I love that you said, like, if expect anything, if you're going yeah. to expect, expect, uh, expect the good stuff, which yeah. I think probably can get you a little bit in trouble, too. But also, I agree with you. If, like, you're going to sit around being like, you know, life's going to knock me off my feet, then maybe in a good way.
0: You know, yeah. I think you,
1: you can probably get in trouble. If, like. And I think, you know, we definitely see these manifestation coaches and we'd be like, you know, um, good things happening to you is your birthright or you deserve to have this and that. I don't necessarily personally as like a personal, that just never has worked for me. I am very much more like you cause your life. Like you have a lot more say over what happens to you than just, I mean, yeah, but like going on Ellen and winning a half million dollars, you know, that's something you probably can't predict. But in some ways, you know, remember you have a lot more control over like, you know, sort of how you respond to a situation or how you show up in your life to cause – like the energy that you have in your relationships and whatever, like if you're sitting around and and this is, I think, maybe not for her, but this would be an example for me is if I am constantly expecting the other shoe to drop, how am I treating my partner in the moment, Mm. right? And then like, I'm not saying I would like force him to want to cheat or leave or something to happen. But like, if I'm expecting that the other shoe is going to drop, how am I showing up energetically in that space? I'm probably not going to be like light, and fun and flirty and vulnerable, right? I'm not gonna be emotionally vulnerable because what if it's all taken away? Mm -hmm. And this is definitely a dance that I personally feel like I've had to do in my recent relationship because it would be very easy to just project my ex-husband's, you know, actions or the things that led to the affair on this relationship. And you said that earlier around like, well, this, and you and I, I think we both sort of fell into this when we got into our first long-term relationship after divorce, it's easier because the brain wants to create patterns, right? The brain wants to see, oh, if this, then that, and it's constantly in that protective mode. So when you see, I don't know, your uh, boyfriend on his phone, you immediately think he's talking to a girl and you're like, okay, but also (laughs) like that's not fair to your partner, but then you get annoyed. So then you're showing up like that and expecting them. And then that's probably not the energy they want to be around. So I guess in that sense, we do have like there is this sort of um self-fulfilling prophecy because but also you have to look at your own actions and sounds like this gal who wrote in is actually showing up very much in like a loving happy fulfilled way so to me i'm just like cool i don't think you can go wrong with that energy yeah because then you know if you're worried about your relationship whatever your your person you're with wants to be in the relationship of openness vulnerability joy flirting fun like happy you know and so i think if you can if you can hang out in that space by doing your in own internal work then that's definitely a space that a partner wants to be in
0: too yeah the last part of that message i kind of want to address was the i don't feel like i deserve it Mm. and you also just kind of brought this up which you know we see these coaches that are like it's your birthright and wealth is your birthright and you deserve to be happy but you also caveated that maybe you don't necessarily believe that so what do you think like do you think that everyone deserves to be happy what do you what do you have what are your thoughts on that
1: for me yeah um no, I don't believe that everyone deserves to be happy. I believe that everyone can be happy. Mm. I believe that that's a choice. I think, mm-hmm. I think, I feel like happiness is a choice. Um, and, and I know that might not sit well. And we can talk about like mental illness and depression and stuff. I know that, that that's not a choice. Um, but I do think that on some level, everyone has the same, I don't know, ability to. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I know that we talk about <laughs> opportunities and we talk about certain people, you know, being born into, I'll give you an example, being born into a family of people who are positive and uh, possibility thinkers and you can do anything and like supportive, right? that That's going to like sort of manifest in a different way than if you're born into a family of people who are like naysayers and small thinkers and just whatever and just like very fear-based, right? So yes, I'm not saying that everyone has the equal opportunity. However, one of the things that I absolutely love about social media and some of these um, accounts like the Holistic Psychologist or some of these other like larger accounts that talk about a lot of personal development stuff is like we have access to more education for free than on, on self-development and self-awareness than we ever have. Yeah. So when I look at our parents' generation, they didn't have Brene Brown and you know these kind of social media accounts telling you to believe in yourself, giving you the tools to be happy, giving you the tools to introspect. So when I say everyone has the same opportunity, I mean the shit is on your phone for free. There's education around personal development, self-awareness, self-compassion, all of these tools that help us become happier, have more joy in our life. So it's literally just a search away. And so, yes, maybe you're not exposed to those accounts. Maybe you're not exposed to a podcast like this or other personal development podcasts. But this shit is out there for free. So, yes, while maybe people start in a different place based on where, how they were raised or the their family dynamics... Everyone still has the same access to the potential tools for free. And it's just like, you have to ask yourself, like, how open am I to some of these things? How open and available am I to doing things differently? I wasn't a per- I know you started doing personal development you were like born, but like I didn't start personal development until I was 30. And up until that point, I felt very much like life was happening to me. I felt very much like I didn't have a say. You know, I was complaining. I was blaming constantly. I had a gossip, like just a, ter- like a total 180. And then I started slowly starting pulling back the curtain because I was going through some of my own stuff, my relationship, and I was like, I need fucking tools. And what I'm doing isn't working. And that was the moment that I started reading Byron Katie's work, positive psychology stuff, Renee Brown. And luckily, I was like, okay, I see there's another way here. And so, I don't know, you're an adult. like I would say this woman, all of us are adults. And if you don't like how you're doing things and you don't feel on some level, a a level of, I don't know... um, Joy or possibility, I think that those are all available to us, but we have to have that awareness. Now, again, I will asterisk this with like, you know, severe mental illness. I realize that these things are not choices all the time, right? It's like easy for someone to be like, well, just choose happiness when it's like, no, you actually can't make that choice when you're extremely depressed, extremely anxious, and things like that but i think if you can get out of those weeds once you get out of those weeds maybe you have to use medication or something like that to be able to have the perspective to choose i think that's that's what's available to us
0: and i'd be i'd be interested in your take on this too i i love your share on that i really appreciate your perspective i think that i believe in choice and of course you know the asterisks that you said and i also believe a lot of worthiness comes down to conditioning so whether you grew up in and I see this a lot in religious like backgrounds mm. where you're taught that you're born into sin and you're born a sinner or that you're you are unworthy. I mean, there's a lot of religions that literally tell you you are unworthy and mm. you have to earn or you have to uh repent or whatever it is in your church, but I, I see this a lot. So this is like this uh it's like this deconstructing of conditioning because I want to say, yes, it's a choice, but when you have this conditioning, it's almost like you have to rewire that first mm. before you can even choose and recognize that that's something you were kind of handed. So whether through your parents or through your surroundings, your your church or your school, and because we are in a, not saying that everyone is, a lot of people weren't raised in a church, but we are in a culture that is heavily christian like dominated, at least in this country, that those kind of messages have been passed down, even if your parents like left the church or something like that. So I think there's, there's, ties into all of it. Yes, there's choice, but there's also doing some mm. deconditioning first, I think is really important. And recognizing and it comes back to self-awareness too and going, "Oh, where did that come from? Where did the idea that I'm not worthy or I don't deserve come from? And when's the first time I heard that or thought of that idea?" Because I don't think that comes from nowhere. I don't think we naturally are just like, "I don't deserve this." I mean, look at <laughs> little toddlers. They're they're selfish. They want something they'll see you eating a snack and they want to grab it. They don't think like Oh, I don't I don't deserve to have that. So at some point the unworthiness mm-hmm. comes from I think something you were taught to believe about yourself that you were raised in, conditioned to believe. So I think conditioning and de wire <laughs> unwiring. Dewiring? I'm making up words today. Um deconditioning starts with some self-awareness, seeing where it comes from, and then mm-hmm. now you can make a choice. To go, do I still want to believe that? And did that help me? Did that serve me? Maybe it did at a time. But is it? does it make sense in this life going forward?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. That's good.
0: Yeah. These
1: are all really good points. And I think they all sort of lead back to this multifaceted, um, you know, Feeling and I'm so glad she said that she Googled it. It's really common because I'm like, yeah, you and I both had different iterations of this at different times, and I just want to thank her for bringing this up and being vulnerable enough to share that. And obviously, she's been through a lot, and I think most people have been through, um, you know, at least something where it can easily turn into "I don't deserve this" or "I'm waiting for the shoe to drop." I mean, I think anyone who's gone through any life transition probably feels that way, but at the end of the day, I guess you know, I think believe the great things that are happening in your life. I think believe them. If they're happening, believe them. If someone loves you, believe them. If they tell you that, believe them. And that's really all we can do. I think you will drive yourself absolutely batty by trying to uncover hidden meanings and ulterior motives and put words in people's mouths and and be hypervigilant. So it sounds like to me, I hate this. And I think all of us relate to it, but at the end of the day, I think I don't know. I think there's a way to just figure out how to live and really enjoy life while also maybe having this thought in the back of your head.
0: Mm-hmm. Love that. Well, thank you for the message. If y'all want to get our take on something, even if you don't have a specific question about a personal issue, but you just want our take. Because you want a crumb. You'd, you'd like to hear what we have <laughs> to say about it. Feel free to DM us at the best life podcast on Instagram or post in the Facebook the Facebook group. Go to the bestlifepodcast.com Click on our website, our link to the Facebook group. You can post in there anonymously or leave your name. And we'd love to give our thoughts on things. So we'll see you Yay. on the next episode. All right. Bye, guys.